is a weekly dose of inspiration and encouragement from the Tonic Health family and friends on topics such as mental health and well-being. Funded by the National Lottery Communities Fund. I'm Amber Sinclair and I'll be your weekly host, taking you on a voyage of discovery and inspiration, exploring a wide range of mental health and well-being subjects with weekly guests who will share with us their advice, their knowledge and maybe some ideas on the day-to-day issues we're all facing in a post-pandemic world. My guest this week is Charlie Russell. He's a dear friend of mine. Um, he's a local singer, songwriter, and uh, overall just lovely person. He's a very private person, in fact, but um, I've asked him to talk to us today because he's a man who's not afraid to talk about his process, particularly for songwriting, and how emotionally he arrives in the place where he can communicate and express those feelings. Charlie, hello. It's so nice to see you. It's been way too long as well, can I just say. I haven't seen anybody for months, let alone hear you play or hear you sing. I've been following you on Instagram, though. Tell us about the stuff you're doing at the moment. At the moment, I, because I can't go out and gig, I am spending a lot of time writing and recording and trying new things um, in the studio. <laughs> Take that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope it's uh, good stuff. <laughs> I think so. so. I hope so. So tell us about your main um, kind of pull people might know you from is something that you did locally uh, for Lincolnshire. Tell us about that competition. You did. You entered a competition, something to do with folk. Yes, that's a couple of years ago now. Wow, um, I entered a uh, song for Lincolnshire competition where you had to write a write a song based on Lincolnshire, basically, and um, it was a lot of sort of uh, folk songs in there. Um, and I entered. I got through to the final somehow, and um, and um, they, they were really, it was really lovely. And I, I came second out of I don't know how many entries. As a whole, uh, on the night, I think there were about 10 entries waiting to play live. And, yeah, uh, came runner-up, second place. Fantastic. And that was, that was. would you say you kind of had to go down the folk route to do the competition or was the competition a style that you you, you normally write in? Uh, I, wrote, I wrote in my normal style. Um, I think that the, the competition is a lot more sort of folk-orientated. Um, I think I'd sort of... May have just sort of unrealizing, sort of actually went a bit folk with it, um, but um, I just sort of did try to do my own thing and incorporate a bit of folk style into it, so it's a bit more pop rock with a bit of folk underneath. Well, doesn't the folk theme as well kind of it? It kind of I think you you had to didn't you have to incorporate something to do with Lincolnshire in it? Didn't, didn't you do something? Oh, hang on, I've got it here. You spoke to people and asked them what Lincolnshire oh, meant cool. to yes. them. Yeah, um, yeah, so I, I, I asked everyone every way possible on like online social media, in person, just uh, something that Lincolnshire means to you. And then I also said um, to sum up Lincolnshire in maybe one word, what does it mean to you? Majority of people said sausages. 
which yeah. which was hilarious. I can see uh, that. We love a Lincolnshire sausage. <laughs> um, I don't. I could. I do, I tried to get it into the song, and I couldn't find. <laughs> I just could not find. Oh, sure, you us down. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe next time, but um, yeah, there was no word that I could think of that rhymed with sausage. So um, no, no, off the top of my head, no. So. <laughs> No idea. No, I hadn't got a clue. Oh, so what did you <laughs> include then? I tried to include everything. I included a bit about me because I was born here, raised here. Um, can't get away from here. No. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yeah, so I grew up here. I included a bit about the Fens. I included how the, the county is a uh, big open sky blue county. Uh, we got the Red Arrows, so I included, included them. Um it was the centenary year for the RAF as well. So they were 100 years. So That's I got right. that in there as well. Nice, yeah. Try, try to just get everything into that song and start off with talking about there's a little bits in the bridges that started off just talking about sort of little tiny bits of it. Then it spread to the town, then it spread to the whole county. And then the song itself was called Red, Green, Gold, and Blue, which is the uh, sort of colours of the Lincolnshire flag. Um, and, if, and at some point, all the colours are referenced in the song, hence the Red Arrows, which was very convenient. <laughs> that was quite convenient. <laughs> I, did, I did actually do the other colours and went, red, Red Arrows, Red Arrows. <laughs> and it's so, 100 yeah. years of the RAF, bingo. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was really handy. They, that was lucky. <laughs> I suppose you wouldn't have but, known about that, though, if it hadn't have been for your, you know, what you do. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but, yeah. But you... Yeah. you you went to this competition with your kind of, was it rock, kind of your rock poppy kind of spy yeah. style, aren't you? And did yeah. you stand out, do you think? Is that why you did well? Well, they gave me the, I also actually got the um, performance prize as well. So um, I like to think that may have helped. But um, I was, I do remember sitting there and um, I heard the first couple of acts start and um, they were really sort of, they're really nice songs, these really nice folk songs. And I'm sort of sat there going, I'm about to go up there and do uh, <laughs> Like something like McFly or Busted, I'm going to jump around the stage and all sorts. And I'm like, oh god, this audience are going to go, what is this? <laughs> so, but I love, luckily, it, it worked out. So, oh, very grateful for that. Actually, what was quite amusing is the following year, um, I actually got to be a judge. Um, I wasn't going to be a judge uh, for the songs. I um, I turned up because they they were going to just chat to me um, on the radio halfway through, just have a chat talk about this year last year and then they said i think it was around the time where um, there was a lot of flooding going on and a couple of judges couldn't just couldn't make it so i'm, so I'm sat there and go, they go charlie do you want to be a judge <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right and they gave me all the criteria of how they judge it and stuff so that was bizarre it's really interesting <laughs> it was good fun though it's good I was fun just about to say i was just about to say well of course they'd choose you because you know i think it'd be great because you've got that kind of slight different take on it a different style because i have found that the music is the music that's available around here particularly live does tend to be folk based it is yeah. there's a lot of it isn't there which uh, again like you said it's fantastic stuff i really love some of the stuff but for young people you've kind of come onto the scene i've noticed in spalding you've done a couple of live gigs haven't you yeah <laughs> i know this is yeah. kind of pre-lockdown but was it imaginarium i saw you imaginarium in spalding yeah um they're, they're really lovely to me there they um there was a point we came out the first lockdown and we were allowed to sort of star again and they were they said do you want to come 
they were so lovely. They went, do you want to do every Saturday night? So I said, yes, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. So really grateful to them for letting me do that. And um, it was really good because I, I released an album this year and I didn't get to what well, last year. I didn't get to play it. No. <laughs> so they said, oh, come and play um, every week. And I got to play songs from it, which was great. And then, oh, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, well, that's brilliant. When the, and you're going to get the opportunity to go back there? Do you, you know, are you hoping that when they open perhaps this month yeah um yeah this month all being one good um 16th of april they've asked me to come and play on the friday so hopefully hopefully we'll as long as the weather's nice obviously it's outdoors <laughs> um i'll bring, bring a little umbrella or something but <laughs> just in case and a blanket this one and a blank and a blank yeah because it, it could snow it could be uh 20 20 25 degrees we uh don't know yet. <laughs> it hasn't decided. It hasn't, doesn't know if it's April or uh, January at the moment. So. Well, I'll be coming and seeing you, and I'll have an alcohol blanket on, so I'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Need to get that one of those. Great. Have you missed performing? Oh, so much, so much. Um, I'm bored. <laughs> um, no, I, I love performing. It's um, it's one of my favourite things. Not in a an ego way of like, hey, look at me, look at me. I just like to stand, um, stand up and play songs and entertain a, entertain a crowd and just let them have, make sure they're having fun. I'm having fun, but as long as just them <laughs> having fun and, I, yeah, I just miss it. It's, um, it's hard to, exp- I can't explain it, but it's just I, I enjoy it. Do you know what I think it is? Part of it is about it's about giving. It's about the giving of <laughs> your and particularly at such a difficult time as well it's like with the online stuff it's feeling like you are participating in that person's life you're you're maybe helping that person a bit by putting something out there and I suppose looking back pre-pandemic that's what we do when we do it live we are yeah. giving we're giving aren't we was that maybe why it makes us feel so good because it's certainly not I'm not being funny but in the pubs and clubs it's not the applause is it or the pay no, no, it's, do it. no, it's just the the music and the and the song. You, I, I always say music is a very powerful thing because you could go from feel music can make you feel um, happy, inspired, powerful. It's it can put you in any mood. It can help set any mood, and it's a very very powerful thing. And it's always and when I when I play live, I, I always hope that if at least one like someone likes one song, I play about thirty odd songs. And if someone likes one song, then. Um, one out of thirty, then that's all. That's all I need. If even if they all thirty people like a different song each, then uh, I'm happy as long as they ha- they've had their every good time. Yeah, and that's I, all. I don't think you can replace live music. I I think there was a part of me when <clears throat> lockdown came that thought, you know, is this going to kill kind of pubs, clubs, mm. live music? I mean, there's not much of a live music scene in particularly South Holland and surrounding areas, but. I think we're going to we're going to want it, need it more than ever now, aren't we? I think so. Um, I think when um, when people when people can go out and gig, um, they will be. Uh, I like to think people will be running at it because it's just uh, it's just live music. It could be anything, but it's just it's better. It's all very like you can do sort of live music across a, a live stream, which is which is fine, and you know people can still watch you. But there's something different about being in the room and actually having the live music 
hit you in the face or something. Especially with you, Charlie, because <laughs> you always... I, I've seen you a couple of times... <laughs> And you, you've always, you're always daft. You always do something silly, or you say something wrong, or you, or you start a song and it starts raining. If you remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my <laughs> curse. If I play outside, if I play outside, it will rain. So um, if I'm, if you ever somewhere where I'm playing and it starts raining, then I'm, I'm playing somewhere. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> so yeah, so April the sixteenth. That's gonna be fun because it's outside, isn't it? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, it's down <laughs> to rain. Bring it's a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a punch, yes. like a log flume. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, if I saw your sea world, the first first three rows, they're going to get <laughs> Oh dear! And do you find your um, your writing uh, is a big part of how powerful music can be, and and, and is in your life? T- just tell me, tell me a bit about writing and how that empowers you. Writing for me is great it's a bit like um it's kind of like a therapy actually whether not just words but it could just be the music as well um so i could sit and write some music just because of how i'm feeling like i'll be sat at home and i'll have a guitar on my lap and i'll just twiddle something it might actually turn out to be nothing it might turn into a song but it could just be nothing but it's a kind of a it's just a way of um processing i guess like feelings and thoughts and and that and when it comes to actually putting lyrics on or writing words, um, that's very important because I always want to try and... I like to try and get across what I want to say without fully just going, I feel like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to um, I like to hide it a little bit, which is just... That's just me. I like. I don't like... I'm quite private at times, so I don't like to um, give the full example, like, I'm, I'm really this today. <laughs> so it's... Um, I'm trying to hide it. Or if I write something... A lot of times I'll write something, I'll, I'll write it down, I'll, I'll jot the idea down, I'll come in this studio and I'll sort of practice the idea out and then um a lot of the time the lyrics will start to start to change just to tidy them up or um make them better mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, for artistic value artistic value yeah yeah so yeah. again because then as well with, with songs it becomes less like this is my story it becomes a bit more kind of like the listener can go oh i relate to that or the listener might hear, hear the story of the song and go oh i think it's a blah, blah, blah. but really over here i was thinking it was more about blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so yes yeah. Yeah, it's actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, I wrote a song once. Um, I wrote a song about not getting a job, uh, trying to get a job, and I thought I'd blown it. Um, huh? in, it was purely about that, but the actual, when you listen, no one pray down, when you listen to the song, it sounds like um, a breakup song or something like that. Uh, but the song, there's a song on somewhere, uh, somewhere that's really about um, trying to get a job, just an average job. <laughs> yeah. But um, disguises that. But I suppose it's um, in terms of mentally and emotionally how we process things that a lot of those emotions do have that that in common don't they that you know if you feel rejection from a job or you feel you've let yourself down or disappointment they can in words they can come out the same can't they and yeah and the music I suppose reflects that and and so people can interpret it their own way it doesn't have to be it's not so prescriptive i suppose i think i've always assumed yours were about breakups i don't know why <laughs> I, <laughs> there's probably a lot more to you than just that 
Yeah, <laughs> I like to think there is. That sounds oh. bad, doesn't it? Oh, everyone just breaks up with me. No, no, <laughs> no that's not, not true. <laughs> it's funny though because you are a very private person, and I think like we've worked together, we've worked in Sados uh, together, haven't we? Yeah. But you don't give a lot away, and yet you could be maybe if I hadn't known you as a writer. I could, or, or as an actor, I maybe thought that you were one of these men that we would. We were talking in great depth um, last week with Barbara Mayhew about um, how there was still a lot of uh, stigma with men and talking about how they feel. And I suppose you could have been maybe seen as one of those sorts of men that doesn't talk, that doesn't share. And it, would that be fair to say still, though? That would be fair to say, in the, if you like, in the public eye. Um, yeah. It would, uh, there was a time, uh, there was a time I went down a, not dark road, but I went, I spiraled down a bit about three or four, five years ago, maybe. And um, I didn't realise it was happening. Um, and then, yeah, and then I was actually chatting to a friend at work and I realised, oh, I'm not happy here. Um, and I actually went um, and spoke to my mum and dad. Uh, and I just said, I think um, I think I'm a bit depressed here, and um, not I didn't quite deliver it like that. That was um, <laughs> obviously um, obviously it was a bit more a bit more serious than that. But then I had a chat with them a little bit about it, and then it was about a half an hour chat, and then I actually went went home. But I felt like the uh, the weight of the world had been just lifted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you um, have that close relationship with your parents, don't you? You are very close. oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if I play a gig, they'll be there. They're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the most biggest fan, the most supporting, um, uh, loveliest people ever. My my dad, in fact, he built the studio I'm sat in at the moment because oh, wow. it was like a it was like a birthday and Christmas present. If like rolled into many many years, <laughs> and he um, he built built the studio I'm sat in right now. So um, oh. it hasn't fallen down yet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> But yeah, speaking to them, it just uh, that was a start of just sort of it lifting and then um, kind of if I opened the gate where it just made it easier. I'm quite happy to talk about how I feel emotions. I'm I'm the probably one. I'm really soft. I will, I will cry at a baby kitten for no reason at all. <laughs> and quite ha- I will happily cry at a baby kitten in front of anyone. <laughs> well, it was interesting because I was saying that to Barbara, and I said, I think nowadays, and it might just be the circles that. I kind of uh, socialise in and, and, and work in. But being from an arts background, I suppose a lot of the men that I come into contact with are more in touch with their feelings and more willing to talk about it because otherwise they can't be actors, they can't be musicians, yeah. they can't be singers, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I think that maybe has a lot to do with it because she was saying that there are still so many... Um, stigmas attached to men talking to other men particularly about things would you is there is there a mate or a male somebody in your life apart from dad that that you feel you could talk to oh definitely um my friend, my best friend, Carl, I'll give him a shout, Carl Taylor. Um, hello. He, um, hello, Carl. <laughs> um, he, uh, he's my best friend. Funny, uh, funny enough, I, I've only known him for about four, just about four or five years, but I feel like I've known him since um, day one. You get so, that like, with some people, don't you? Uh, we, just, we just met and it, we, um, we're like the same person, just in a separate body. Um, he's, he's shorter than me, but um, <laughs> we, we try to convince people we're brothers at times. But um, oh, okay. yeah, I, I could talk to him. I'm quite happy to talk to him. There's been a couple of times 
during the lockdown, for example, if because I, I live on my own, just me and two cats, so they don't talk back. And there's sort of times where I, there's, you get a couple of days after a while where you start going, I, it, it's, this is this is not ridiculous. This is getting a bit difficult now. And I am um, I just openly send him a message going, "Been struggling the past few days, mate." And we just talk and probably end up playing him. Um, Fortnite or something, yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous, yeah. something ridiculous like that, and then um, yeah, you're right, mate. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, let's go shoot something. <laughs> but, but no, but we do talk. Um, we, we talk more and more, and yeah, quite happily. We he'll talk to me back as well, so we're we're very very close. I think that's really good for people to hear as well, because last week, like I say, it was very much based on this kind of. I think it was um, from Barbara's point of view, she goes into companies. So I think it was a lot of companies, a lot of CEOs are seen, you know, to to be admitting that they are suffering would be to let the workforce down or whatever. But I I think and I think there still is a lot of work to do in those places which Barbara is working uh, on, particularly around this area. But it's lovely to hear you. And I know from my son as well, that emotional intelligence that can say, you know what, I'm not okay at the moment. I'm going to call a friend and get them to kind of shake me out of it, even if it is a game of Fortnite, which don't. Get me wrong, I've no idea how you connect uh, on an emotional level through Fortnite. But, <laughs> but, I, but I do appreciate that it's a connection all the same. And it's it's bizarre. So we've kind of had this running theme of um, acceptance and connection through the last um, couple of podcasts. And I think that's really that's really important that someone has someone like that, isn't it? And, yes. and amazing that you have got Carl for that. So tell me, you, we were talking about... Um, songs that like lyrics that maybe inspire you to be happy or inspire you to feel more positive or more um is there any do you have sort of like a little playlist that you'd put on if you were feeling a bit unproductive or um sort of i have sort of i listen to which is not sort of calm or relaxing is blink 182 and green day so full-on pop punk loud music but at the same time um they've got some good sort of little songs in there that are quite nice but I, there was a song there's a couple of songs that I really listened to that really helped and just sort of especially one mellowed just mellowed the mind um, there's a song by McFly and it's called Walk in the Sun and it's this really nice acoustic song um, it's really gentle you can listen to it anytime falling asleep on a beach if you happen to be on a beach you can listen to it <laughs> Just, just any time. It's a really, really lovely song, and um, I don't know if any people know about it. Actually, probably the, the hardcore McFly fans will will know. But um, yeah, it's such, it's just such a lovely. We won't find song. it on the best of album, then. No, we're not. No, no it, it's. Um, I can tell you the album it's on. It's on Motion in the Ocean, which I think was their third album. Uh-huh. But um, that's just what? a really nice, gentle song. Yeah, well, what we'll do is we'll add that to our playlist because we are compiling a podcast playlist because obviously quite a lot of people are are using music as (laughs) music is very important in their lives. And and when you think of things like that, it's nice to be able to share it. So so we'll have that on our our podcast. Do you know what I always, um, the McFly one that got me, was it McFly or McBusted? I can never remember, was Bubble Wrap. McFly. Oh, McFly. That is a same serious album. song. It's the same album. Same album? Yeah. Oh. It might actually be one track after the other. <laughs> that is a really good song. That is a fantastic song. That is a brilliant song for a man who's been let down by a woman. 
yeah. or the other way round, I suppose. If if you, yeah. you know, you can. Um, um, it's 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 a bit of one of those. If you want to feel bitter about something and just want to get yeah. it out of your system, you can have yeah. a sing along to that one. That's a good. They've one. got they've got one. I mean, it's it's one called um, POV, which is on the album after. It's a quite a loud song, but you could have a good um, you can have a good shout to it. I think. Oh, is a, okay. Um, I'd love to check that one out as well. Not that, not that I'm another, feeling particularly bitter right now. Another band, actually, for some of their songs, are Angels and Airwaves. I don't know if they're... they're um, the, leads, uh, the lead singer, or one of the lead singers from Blink-182, when they split up first time, he formed a band called Angels and Airwaves. It's a little, they've got a lot of um, delay on their guitars, so they sound a bit U2 at times. But um, they've got, so there's a couple of nice songs on if you go across their whole catalogue. Um, there's one called Good Day and um, that's quite a nice gentle song that's just about a song about just sort of it's um, it's after the bad and there's just a, a nice good day basically wow. that's a really nice song it's one of the first songs I heard from them actually but um, yeah that's, a, that's quite a nice song is it a coming out of a difficult period nice day kind of yeah yeah oh yeah Oh, I like things. I like I, yeah. I like the sound of this pod, 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 podcast <laughs> playlist already. Oh, so, oh I'm going to find. I need to go find it. I don't think I've found it yet. I need to go find it. Um, oh no, we haven't actually set the playlist up yet, but we will. Right, cool. um, Very, very soon. We're just trying to compile a few more songs. So there's more than just one or two on there, but um, yeah. um, we're also making a note of any literature that we may refer to as well. So books, things like that, because I think it's important if people are listening to the podcast and we sort of say, uh, you know, oh, there's this great book that I read. It, you know, it might might have the same effect for somebody else. It might not, but you know, we want to make sure that people are uh, are, are accessing these things. Do you know what I've got on the opposite side of things when I was a teenager and I realize now um particularly from um looking obviously because of the podcast looking into mental health and well-being and and the facts surrounding it that I was already suffering with anxiety and depression from my late teens and one of my best ways to handle that was to play Gloria Estefan now that sounds really random but it made me cry and to me, because I was holding everything in, I think that I needed that. I had to yeah. get it out somehow. So it's amazing. I just think the power of music and, you know, I mean, if I listen to it now, I'd probably laugh because it's, <laughs> cause it's so 80s or 90s, you know. But, it, but it's, it, 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 it is about expressing yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Do, you, do you find that in your writing? Do you... Do you find that you write when you most need to write or do you find when you're suffering or struggling emotionally that you get stunted? Because I think it's normally one way or the other, isn't it? I, yeah, I think I write more when I'm um, not in a good place. When I'm sort of down the, down the rabbit hole a bit, I, I can come out with, a, with it a bit more. I'm not one that can just sort of sit and go, right, I'm going to write about this. I, yeah. I have to sort of almost be in the uh, whatever frame of mind I'm in at that time like I couldn't write I couldn't write a happy song I couldn't write it like during during, um, during lockdown I, I struggled I've been writing and I, to write a happy song was difficult because there's um, yeah there's nothing going on so I'm 
I just yeah. I, try, but I tried to not write every song about going, oh, we're locked down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> I'm so lonely. No, done that one. Oh, um, no, no. Bored. Done that. We've done that one. <laughs> Miserable. Ah. <laughs> um, but um, so there's there's a, there's a couple because uh, I've been writing. There's actually a couple of new songs that are kind of about lockdown, <laughs> hidden again, hidden in a, a love song. Oh, okay. So, so again kind of so you've made it accessible so that it it makes sense out of lockdown but actually the inspiration yes. was how you were feeling in lockdown at the time yeah um, for example um there's, there's a whole, whole new ep coming later yes June, i saw that. that on instagram but, yeah people can follow you on instagram can't they is it charlie underscore russell uh charlie underscore r underscore oh, and that's right, um okay. charlie <laughs> underscore r underscore that's the same across. Um, I think that's. Um, I've got uh, TikTok as well. There's three videos on there. If you, <laughs> I know how to do TikTok. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do. TikTok. Um, I can't even work. Twitter's the same. <laughs> <laughs> I can look. Instagram. At Instagram's my main one to find to find for me. But um, I'm still on yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Instagram just posts to Facebook. That's how, that's how I deal with Facebook. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. We do like um, it for that. Yeah. We do like but yes. <laughs> I wrote this, yeah, sorry, I wrote this song, um, yeah, that was it, I was going to say, so I wrote this song, Disguised as a Love Song, but it was um, peak lockdown, um, and it was at this point where I was like, it was quite quiet, if you like, on social, there was, I think I had like one text across three days or something like that, so you, you, it wasn't obviously, the, it wasn't quite like that, but my mind, is, it could have been like ten texts, but my mind only took in one, um, or I had one phone call, or yeah. or like one chat on Skype while I was at work, um, mm. and that was it for like three or four days, so my head started going, oh, no one really wants me, do they? And um, yeah. so I went down that little route and um, I ended up writing a song about it. Like this this person, or like there'll be someone that's like, yeah, we're your friend. We've got your back. We've got your back. I haven't spoken to you in a year. Or so, you know, so it's like, it, it's kind of yeah. like, like that. that's not actually about anyone. That's a, that's a, again, that's, that's a general um, hiding. No, I think a lot of people can relate to that, Charlie, because we've said this so many times that, you have hundreds of friends on Facebook or, and hundreds of followers on Instagram. I think actually it makes more sense on Instagram because these people are followers. They're not your friends. Yeah. Whereas on Facebook, we call them friends. And so maybe over the years, we've associated it with people that care about us. And, and actually, it's, that's not really how social media works. Of course, there will be people on there that care about you and people that we stayed yeah. in touch with in lockdown. But you certainly didn't get 400 and... 39 texts in the first six month period yeah you don't hear from it's, people from month to month it's a very it's a very strange thing on facebook you sort of um you, you watch your it's almost like a, a record of life so I, like when you first get facebook for me it's like oh there's all my school friends on there and i still see them it's, it's nice to see how they're doing i don't talk to some of them but it's nice to see how how they're doing and then and then you've got your next friends that you met like afterwards and and all stuff like that and then um now I've got you, I've got Sagos friends, you know, so yeah. it's, you know, you've got there's all these different friends that it's, it's a weird historical thing. And then it pops up with your memories and it shows you uh, how ridiculous you looked about 10 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or how thin you were. I'm saying, how much more hair I had. <laughs> I had a lot more hair 10 years ago. <laughs> or how small my child was, who's no longer a child, he's nearly a teenager. <gasps> Scared oh, yeah. the hell out of me. He's yeah. like 11. 
now, Charlie. He's going to secondary school next year. This See, year. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that. I'm sure he was about this tall in his yeah. in a Pikachu like one in a Pikachu onesie when we were rehearsing or something like that. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was when we were rehearsing for Priscilla. Priscilla. I think that was wasn't it? it? Was Priscilla. Oh, that was a yeah. wonderful cast. Incredible. I miss that one. I miss I miss sort of every show for different reasons, but I, Priscilla is a standout one that I I miss yeah. greatly. You were superb in it though. You you oh, really you. enjoyed playing a drag queen, didn't you? I did. That was that was new. <laughs> <laughs> that was a new that was a new side of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, have you got anything that you could play us that you could maybe tell us a little bit a story about how it came about or what it was about or where you were, where your headspace was at the time? Without uh, sharing, obviously, the specifics. Of the <laughs> um, yeah, I could play. I could play a very sad song disguised as a happy song. If okay, <laughs> can you warn um, me? I can. I can. I can. I can sort of walk you through it. It's, um, the idea came well, well first. Um, first, initially, I wanted a song with whistling in it, um, which is a time point. Which and then um, I worked out a riff for whistling. Um, I worked out a little melody. Um, of all places, of all, red in, didn't it? Yeah, of all places, I was actually in the shower, so I had to um, keep whistling over and over and over again this same riff, and then record it when I got the shower. Yeah, no, at least I was like, "Oh, come on!" I'm washed. I'm washed. Let's go. Um, and then, yeah, and then um, I wrote this song where um, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It was it was kind of a point where stuff was a bit kind of um, if it, it was stuff was piling up on top of each other, on top of each other, and I couldn't find a nice, happy happy place. Um, but um, it was, to, the song is kind of going, right, this is all going on. This isn't, this isn't good. Let's just, um, the, the, the tagline is to put some headphones on, uh, or the main line, put some headphones on, on and whistle in the rain, the rain being the, the storm. But just, I think I've heard just this whistle one, through it. And I would yeah. never have known that story of it. Ah. Yeah, it's a whistle through all the, um, whistle through it and uh, just sort of not block it out, but just sort of, uh, I don't know. Help to carry on. Carry on, put, put everyone's into, um, as we said before, put some music on and um, shout it out, sing it out. Or, ride it out. Uh, yeah. Ride it out, listen to it and, and kind I of. You, I think you do have to do that in life sometimes, don't you? You can't just say, and this is what I was very aware of with the podcast, I didn't ever want to say to people, can you, you know, this is how you stop feeling like this. You can't stop feeling like this all the time. Sometimes you just have to ride it out and know that this is just a little blip or this is a moment and it will pass. There's nothing wrong with a with a down day, yeah. I say, or two, or a week. You could have a mm. not like not. See, so you could just. There's nothing wrong with going. I just can't today. I've yeah. done it a few times where I've sort of gone. No, I've got to, I've got this, got this, and it's like no, no, no. It could almost be that your body is telling you that actually you just need to almost just reboot. Yeah. Like and just um, that's that's me anyway. That's me personally. Sometimes it's just my my body, my head just going. We just need to reboot. We're just going to sit. And we're going to watch TV. We're just going to play a game all day. And I think admitting that to yourself is something where, like you're talking about CEOs of a big companies or, you know, people that work in, I don't know, construction, for example. You're talking about construction workers taking their own lives. Two a day, I believe, oh. is the average. And, and, and maybe just not having that, that 
understanding of their own emotions and feelings and being able to say, like you or I would, no, it's just not happening today. You just yeah. need, you know, a moment. I think a lot more people are aware of it now as well. They know how to, not how to deal with it, but how to help. And, mm. and um, like before, well, when I, when I said about speaking to my t- uh, mum and dad, they were, I don't think my mum and dad's, nothing, this isn't them, it's just the, the time I guess they grew up in. They were, it was less talked about. Mm. And so when I started talking about it, it was kind of, oh, right, okay, this is, this yeah. is what do we do? And that's again. That's nothing on. That's nothing on my mum and dad. That's just. Um, yeah. I'm using their, their generation, if yeah, you like, as an example. I don't want to, don't want to divide generations. I don't know. But um, no, because uh, not everyone's the same within a generation. No. There are still people like that today. Yeah. Unfortunately, but like you say, did your parents kind of did they come round to it? They were more comfortable talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Because you talked about it. Yes, I think so. Like, there were some days where. Um, excuse me, where they just wanted to, they probably just want to talk to me and they want to talk to me and I'm sort of talking to them. I'm in that frame of mind where it's not that I don't want to talk to you, I just um, don't want to talk. <laughs> and it's not that I don't want to talk, it's just I'm just kind of quite happy in silence. How do I tell you nicely that don't talk to me? <laughs> yeah. but, but but at the same time, talk to me. It's a, yeah. That was a hard one that I, I, never, I couldn't get my head around sometimes, actually. It's like I want to talk to someone, but I don't want to talk to someone. That's a hard. That's a hard one as well. Is that is that the I want someone to be there, but I don't necessarily have the ability to communicate why or what's going on in my head. Yes, it's a sort of I want someone to I want someone there, but I don't want to tell you. I don't want to talk to you, but I just just there. (laughs) There's some sort of person person there. Not distraction. That's the hardest through lockdown, being on my own. (laughs) is the just not having people just coming across your path yeah. each day. I mean, the poor neighbours, they had to put up with me constantly because there was nobody else to talk to. I'd grab them as they came out the door. <laughs> <We're> going, <laughs> that's, that's, I talked talk to my cats. That's, I, got, I got two cats last year in May and I just talk, I talked to them more than I think anyone yeah. uh, in the past year. But, um Absolutely. Uh, um, Play me, us your song, Charlie. Oh, sure. sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say that me, me naturally. I, I, as you know, I like to be a bit of an entertainer, are, not yeah. or just entertain people. I like being around people, but I'm also one of these people that doesn't like to leave the house. I was torn in lockdown. It's like, oh, I don't have to go anywhere. But at the same time, it's like I want to leave the house, but I don't. I don't have to go anywhere. That's a so, one, isn't it? And I think that's the, that's the case now. Is I'm like, I want to go back to work. Do I need? Do I? Do I want to go back to work? I quite. <laughs> I, 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 quite, I like. You know, I like working from home, but I um, I miss the social interaction. Um, yeah. I miss the commute as well. My commute is to walk up and down stairs. <laughs> That's my commute to work. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> it says uh, traffic sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Get caught in a bit of traffic. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Right. So. Shall I play a song? Yes, please. Right. <laughs> I haven't I'm very played lucky it. to hear this live. Um, if you like this song, you can get it on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> and it you can get up. Tonic Talk podcast there as well. <laughs> Um, I haven't played this song in like a year, so um, if I go wrong, you won't know because you probably don't know it. <laughs> no, no, not well enough. <laughs> it's called Whistle in the Rain. And it goes a bit like this.
smile, maybe stare at the screens. It's hard to make a friend in a world that's forgotten to speak. So I put my headphones on, turn the world to silent, forget about the pain, and I pull a whistle in the rain. Speak, see the words that I fail to. My umbrella's up, but it's no use. Though the rain keeps coming and I'm soaked through. It always seems to pour, yet no matter what I do. So I put my headphones on, turn the world to silent. Forget about the Thank you for sharing that with us and playing it live. That's all right. I nearly forgot how to play it, but that's all right. (laughs) We improvise. Fantastic. Please keep writing because I really love listening to your stuff. It always makes me smile. Thank you. There's a lot lot planned for this year. There's three three individual EPs this year. Three. One one of them's them's got some older songs, but that's coming out April 30th. But the, the next two... Are, um, six, two six-track EPs. It's like a full album spread out across the year. Ooh. Lots of stuff coming. We'll wait. We'll look out for that one then. Thank you so much. That's Thank fun. you. It's been really lovely to talk to you. That's all right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> And that was Charlie Russell. A big thank you to him for sharing his uh, thoughts uh, with us this week. And a big thank you to you guys for listening uh, as well. I do need to mention this week that uh, Tonic Talk, in association with Tonic Health, 
um, family and friends are launching a campaign to commemorate the wonderful things that Captain Sir Tom Moore achieved. And we're looking at doing this by collectively, uh, as a community, walking the 100 miles. Um, and it'll be raising money for the Tonic Health Men's Shed and generally raising awareness about men's mental health. So the more people we can get involved in that, the better. Um, more information will be available soon so thank you very much for another week i hope there's been something that you can take away that will help or inspire you and we look forward to seeing you next time thank you